Welcome everybody back to the Brocast. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network. Uh, congratulations to all of you who braved the heat uh, to see UCLA's home opener. Um, wasn't looking good for a little bit there. Uh, UCLA was down 17-7 um, in the early going. Finished 45-17. UCLA rattled off 38 unanswered. Um, not to not to give my own horn a toot-toot, but uh, exactly the score I predicted in the game preview this week. Um, in the end, I think there's a lot to be excited about, um, and then I think there's a couple of areas that um, you have to be concerned about a little bit now. Let's start with the excitement. Um, I think the defense um, looked the way it needed to look against this team. Um, the pass rush didn't get home to the extent I would have loved um, from an actual sack numbers standpoint. But a few things stand out from looking at the stats. Uh, two, first, there's two sacks, um, one of the Murphys and then Stefan Blaylock on a safety blitz. Uh, but nine tackles for loss, um, that's, that's a really good number. Um, and then another thing was, I think there were, if I counted correctly, I think four of the eight pass breakups were at the line of scrimmage, which... Um, it's not quite as good as a sack, but it's pretty good. And it's a reflection on the pass rush, um, disrupting things because it means the quarterback's usually throwing off platform. It means the pass rush is getting home enough, but not quite to actually get a sack, but it is disrupting what's going on in the passing game. Um, they were really disrupting this passing game. Uh, I don't think I, I made it very clear. I don't think, uh, Bowling Green's quarterback is any good. He didn't look any good in this game. But they made him look pretty bad, too. Um, there were only a couple of balls where he just missed them because he's not very good. Uh, he was under pressure a lot. Um, he looked rattled. Uh, that pass rush, I think, is, you know, it has the potential to be really legit this year. Um, so I think that's all to the good. I think the front seven generally was pretty good. Um, I'm a little more skeptical of the of the defensive backs, Um sort of the way we were coming into the game. I didn't come away feeling they're a lot worse or a lot better than expected. Early on, uh, they were getting exposed a little bit. Um, You know, it just seemed like they were flat-footed. They got better as the game went on, I would say. Um, I think uh, Kenny Churchwell certainly uh, lent a little bit of gravitas uh, to the proceedings. Uh, He basically laid a bunch of wood. Uh, He he nearly knocked, I think, three players out of the game. so he's a hitter. Um, and I, I think Stefan Blaylock, I'll say this. I mean, I haven't watched the game over again yet, but not just the sack. I think he was playing relatively well in the second half. Um, so that was good to see. Uh, cornerback play was just, it, it was it was hit and miss. I think early on they were getting a little bit, um, uh, getting caught on their heels a little bit, um, but they were playing better in the second half. Um So that's defensively. I think defensively you have to be, you have to at least acknowledge that that was a, pretty damn good performance. I mean, Bowling Green didn't have a good offense last year. They're probably not going to have a good offense this year, but still 162 total yards on, let's see, 59 total plays, and they only got 162 yards. That's 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 good defense. I mean, I don't, it doesn't matter how you slice it. Actually, sorry, 61 total plays. So it was, it was less than three yards a play. Um, that's, that's elite. So that's all really good. Um, Hopefully, you know, next game they get a little bit more going in the pass rush, like in the actual getting home on the quarterback. But for the most part, can't have too many complaints defensively. Um, offensively, 
I'm a little concerned. Um, I think Dorian Thompson Robinson looked, yeah, you know, there was that one weird interception, um, trying to do too much, but I think some of it was, he was a little bit rattled by, um, how unexpectedly porous the offensive line was. And the, the weird part was, is it wasn't just Garrett DiGiorgio, um, who, who didn't have a good game. Um, the interior of the offensive line did not look as stout as it was supposed to be. Um, UCLA found a little bit of success running behind the uh, Mafi uh, Raekwon O'Neal combo on the left side, but there were just some, some worrying elements. Uh, their inability to pick up blitzers, their inability to pick up stunts. Um, Raekwon O'Neal getting fully bowled over by Carl Brooks. Carl Brooks is good. I mentioned that in the preview, but um, Raekwon O'Neal. Uh, shouldn't be getting pancaked by a defensive lineman. Um, really any of them. I mean, that, that shouldn't be happening to a lineman at his level. So those are, those are, those were concerning signs. I think the, uh, the offensive line looked a little bit better throughout the game, but I would caution you. Uh, a lot of that was because UCLA went to a, a pretty quick hitting offense. And then, um, a lot of, a lot of quick run stuff, um, that, kept the defense on its heels a little bit more, allowed them not to pin their ears back. But the fact that they had to go kind of quick hitting against a defense, a Mac defense, not great. Um, this defense, I'll, 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 I'll grant Bowling Green this. Their defense might be better this year. It might be, you know, a top half in the country. I think that's where they, their potential is to be maybe in the top 60. Uh, but it shouldn't be... Um, dominating the UCLA offensive line in that aspect of the game. They shouldn't be just getting pressure at will. And for a long stretch of this game, they were. Um, and if it wasn't for Dorian Thompson Robinson being very elusive, um, it, it could have been, it could have been dicier for longer. I don't think there was a scenario except for, which we'll get to in a second, special teams continuing to be an absolute gong show the entire game that would have um, kept this, you know, close the, throughout but it could have been, um, if, if Dorian Thompson Robinson wasn't that mobile, it, it probably would have been closer for longer. Um, special teams. Okay, so there's a there's a tendency to hand wave special teams, um, as in like it's all just luck of the draw and, you know, you never know what you're going to get. But we've, we've seen this story a little bit too much over the years where special teams is bad at the beginning of the year and then it's a continuing trend all year and it never gets any better. And I'm concerned by the... Um, pervasive difficulties UCLA was having across the board from just the opening. So first, I mean, they get that pump blocked, um, which was horrible. It was just, I mean, a completely unblocked rusher. Um, but one of those things happens, you know, things happen. Um, but then running the one that was like really stood out to me as, wow, this, this doesn't look coached is when they ran out their first string punt return unit with two number nines on it. And it's just, how does that happen? Like, it's the first punt return of the season. This is what you've been practicing for. I've seen them practicing special teams. Every single practice, they practice special teams for like at least 15, 20 minutes at the beginning of practice. Um, and they do it all. They do punt return drills. They do kick return drills. They do the whole thing. And to run out there with two number nines, it's just, uh, it's just bad planning. It's bad management. It's just so many things that make you worried. And then clearly it seemed to have rattled Bobo, who then his next three punt returns. First, he fair catches way too late on the first one, takes a big shot. Then he muffs the next one. And then on the third one, he um, he doesn't fair catch when he should have. You know, he had absolutely no room to make a play. Um, 
first, I don't think he should be the punt returner. He's 6'5". He's, yeah, I mean, he's not, I think he's going to be a really good player for UCLA this year. He's not that kind of playmaker. Um, and he's already, he's already muffed a punt now. Um, so the idea that he's the, the safety guy, the guy who's going to catch everything, maybe not, uh, cause he provably already didn't. Um, but this was all foreseeable. You don't also don't want a six, five guy out there unless he's like an electric playmaker. And even then you don't want a six, five guy out there because gunners, they get ahead of steam and big trees fall hard. Um, which is what we saw in the first play on the first punt return. Um, just a lot of special teams issues. It was it was Barmira getting his punt blocked. It was Bobo's punt issues, and then it was um, Barmira missing two field goals. Um, you know he's as we've said now a number of times this off season, he's probably a better punter than he is a field goal kicker, and it's it's not anything that's correctable this season. So it's not it's not really worthwhile to belabor it, but it should just be continuously circled. UCLA doesn't have scholarship specialists, and it shows. Um, and the, the fact that there isn't another option, uh, to take field goals and there hasn't been for a couple years now is, is a concern. Um, it's a real one and it didn't matter in this game because they won by four touchdowns, but in another game, it might, they missed two field goals in this game. And one of them was an absolute chip shot. And the other one is makeable by, I don't know, 95% of the UCLA field goal kickers have ever seen. Um, so it's just, and that's not to denigrate Barmira. He's being asked to do a lot. It's just, you know, there, there's, uh, you don't want to say it's reflective of a lack of emphasis on special teams, but it's hard to, it's hard to pull away any other conclusion um, when they're not devoting any scholarships to those roles. You know, like it's, UCLA historically has given a scholarship out to a field goal kicker and given a scholarship out to a punter and given a scholarship out to a long snapper in the recruiting process throughout history. Like that's been kind of common throughout all the coaches. Chip Kelly doesn't and hasn't regularly. I think there was only maybe Wade Lees was one of the few guys who actually got one in the recruiting process. Um, so just um, uh, some concerning stuff on special teams. But here's, and here's where you got to hold two thoughts within your mind. Um, one, special teams may not improve. We, we've seen this story before. Um, but aside from special teams, this was a dominating blowout, like an absolute domination, demolition, crushed the life out of them. You can definitely have some concerns about the offensive line um, as a pass protecting unit. I would say in the run blocking, though, uh, hard to argue with 45 carries for 269 yards. Even if you take away Thompson Robinson, it was 44 for 201. Um, not bad. Um, not bad for the first game of, you know, two new starters working in with this group. Um, so I wouldn't be overly concerned with the offensive line collectively as an entire thing. The pass protection, I think, is the um, is the worry. Um, and whether that's communication with the new guys, whether it's just, you know, certain of these guys are just not very good and effective at that because you're taking away Sean Ryan and Alec Anderson who were – I would say above average pass blockers and replacing them with, well, and, and Paul Gratton for that matter, and replacing them with Antonio Maffi, uh, Raekwon O'Neal, and Garrett DiGiorgio, who each of them might be downgrades from their counterpart as pass protectors. Um, and that alone could account for it. Um, just, it was it was concerning how, how free some of the blitzers were coming through, because uh, that's reflective of a lack of communication, lack of identification, and that's center position that's quarterback that's 
offensive line coach, that's offensive scheme. Like that's a lot of different things. Um, it's the first game. There can be unscouted looks. There can be all that weird stuff that just happens in a first game. Um, but I think I think it's fair to walk away with this from this game with concerns about the offensive line. Fair to walk away with concerns about the special teams. But overall, I think even you know obviously some consternation early. But um, even with that, I think you have to be overall pretty pleased with the ending performance. Um, and look, we, we've given Chip Kelly, well, I've given Chip Kelly a lot of uh, joking grief about it, but the difference in hydration between these two teams was pretty obvious, uh, especially in that second half. Uh, Bowling Green was dropping like flies in a way that I have never seen, uh, even in like hot games in the humid south. Um, they were, uh, for, for a section of the game there, they were dropping like a, a guy every play. I don't, I don't think I saw a UCLA guy go down with a cramp. Um, and to do that in that heat, that is an impressive thing. Um, and especially, you know, we were seeing starters still in the game until like five minutes to go and they didn't seem to be losing, losing a step. Um, so, you know, if, if, if you want to say there's a, there's an advantage to be gleaned in, in hydration and conditioning and all that kind of stuff, um, it was obvious in this game. Um, so there was a lot of positive, some things to work on, but overall, I mean, a 45-17 blowout, um, it's hard to critique too much. It's hard to get too into it as a, um, as a potentially negative thing. I think, um, you know, you, you, you point to the stars, um, looking at, um, just the, the personnel in general on offense, I think, uh, Dorian, I would say overall had a really good game. Uh, the interception wasn't good. The the play where he had to scramble and then fumbled it at the end wasn't good. And I think if they'd reviewed it, um, it probably wouldn't have been a fumble forward. It probably would have been him down, but they didn't. Um, but those two plays weren't good. But overall, I mean, he was making plays. That long touchdown run was insane. Uh, he was getting basically no help at the line of scrimmage, but he still turned that into a 68-yard touchdown. He was really good. Zach Charbonnet was really good. Um, Keegan Jones uh, showed some things I was not expecting to see from him. A um, little bit more vision at the line of scrimmage. A lot of playmaking ability on the edge. Um, all really good to see. I think he had almost a yeah he had almost a hundred yards all purpose. Uh, T.J. Harden late um, looks looks kind of what we were expecting to see in spring. Like he looks like a, like a player, um, and I think he's going to play considerably this year. Um, in the receiving core, obviously they were down, uh, Cam Brown, um, Logan Loya. We didn't, I don't think I saw Matt Sykes at all. Um, but, and they lost, uh, I think Mike Aziki, uh, about halfway through the game, but Kaz Allen, uh, looks like a reliable receiver. Uh, Josiah Norwood, damn dude. Um, that, that little catch and run at the end of the game to, um, make it my score prediction. Uh, I appreciated that Josiah. Um, Jake Bobo, um, one thing I'll note is we were expecting a little bit more outside targeting in this. Um, it seemed like Dorian was thrown to the same spaces he's always thrown to. And if Bobo wasn't in those spaces, he wasn't getting the ball. Uh, I think each one of his catches wo- was over the middle. Um, just something to note uh, that uh, I didn't notice a particular emphasis on the outside that I was kind of expecting, uh, which would have been a change. Um, and Hudson Habermill, um, which I want, his sequence I just want to shout out because he clearly – did have some sort of ailment after the first catch, but he knew that the next ball was coming to him again because they were hurrying up. So he toughed it out and then I think caught like a 17-yard and catch and run on the next play. Um, so that was that was cool to see. Carson Ryan playing 
I don't know why they're calling that an H-back. I mean, I think every time I actually saw him, he was lined up tight, but whatever. Um, he, he caught some balls over the middle. Uh, missed a block early on, but um, overall looked pretty good. And then defensively, um, just some names to shout out. Um, Kenny Churchwell, already mentioned him. Um, I thought both Murphy twins were really disruptive. They got held a bunch, uncalled, but they, they both looked really disruptive. Carl Jones... <laughs> Again, uh, he was he was splitting snaps for some reason, um, but man makes plays. Uh, he led the team with two tackles for loss in this game, had three tackles, um, looked really good. I thought the uh, defensive front, the defensive tackles, um, generally played pretty well. Um, you know, there were a couple of miscues, there were a couple of open lanes, but for the most part, played pretty well. Um, but yeah, I mean that front seven generally, I, I was pretty pleased with. All right, well, uh, that's about enough about that 45-17 uh, blowout. Um, overall, I think you, you should walk away, even if you were dissatisfied early, relatively pleased with the performance. Um, definitely some work to do. Uh, if special teams continues like this, I will caution. Um, there's going to be closer games down the road, and if special teams continues to have that number of miscues game after game, it will cost them a game that they would have otherwise won. Just that's... That's the way these things go. So they've got a lot of work to do. Hopefully they identify that as a major, major, major area of emphasis and spend a lot of time on it um, because um, you can't have those kinds of mistakes on special teams. It turned what should have been even a dominating first half into a 17-7 deficit simply because of special teams. Uh, You cannot have that. So... Hopefully it's an area of emphasis going forward. Hopefully they can uh, clean that up. Hopefully it is. Hopefully it is clean upable, um, and we will see. So, anyway, uh, thanks for all for listening, and we'll be back uh, later this week.